spot that down. Let's get back. I don't know if John and Kathy are still with us. I hope they are. And John usually has to run yeah. off. So, if they, okay, you're still with us. Who uh, Who's there on the call on the line, uh, Sam? Hang, oh, hang on. Oh, okay. Ray in Cleveland. I was going to say, hang on, let me dig it up. It was a pretty unusual name. Hey, Ray in Cleveland. How you doing? Hey, hey Roger. Aloha. Where you at, Aloha. Roger? Well, I'm in Ecuador, yes, actually. Sir. Sir, I'm over we say, in Canada, but what? We say hola, not aloha. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm almost up to Canada, but I can tell you there's snow piles where I'm at, Roger. I'm everywhere but Cleveland. Okay. Well, probably, you, can you probably, you want to get one of those? Probably, you want to get one of those Vermont Vermont Bono Bono warmers? <laughs> uh, I actually shut off my big giant truck. It's a big boomer, a big. Big giant Cummings gigantic engine, so I can listen to you. Oh, great! Well, thank you. No, I'm I'm, I'm, on, I'm honored. Here. Anybody that shuts off I, a Cummins diesel, listen to me, has got my hat off to him. That's right. I know you have John and okay. Kathy. John and Kathy, I I got it indirectly, Roger, for one reason. Michael Herzog had uh, to help RBN, so when these wands are purchased. RBN can get the credit for it. That's correct. So I called it. I called in that night. Michael, the board op, says, "Well, tied up, meaning someone purchased whatever." I, I wasn't trying to get anything. I wanted to assist RBN. All he was trying to sell was two of the wands. Long story short is that Michael Herzog called me. Next thing I know, he calls me back the following day, and then everything spins out of control. But what I want to share with the three with you is finally a wand showed up in Florida. I emailed her. I texted her. Well, she doesn't have a smartphone. But her name's Patty from Florida. She's a real fire plug, a firecracker. She just got it yesterday. So if you don't call in tonight, then fine. She can call you next Sunday, all three yeah. of you. Yeah, we'll be but back next Rod Sunday. But, Roger, I didn't want to make short of John in California and Kathy in Colorado because, unknowingly, I thought they were a husband and wife. So don't get me wrong. Uh, as I travel, I want to let you know, Roger, I'm suppressing my emotions. I think of three people immediately. One is Joyce Riley. You were either on the hour. I think she had three hours. Is that correct, Roger? Three hours? <laughs> She did. I was on Joyce's show three times, and the third time was right before she deceased, and she was sick, and she had some guest hosts okay. on there, and she invited I, me to do that. So uh, okay. I was on there well, three times, yeah. I remember your voice, and I remember the other man that came on that you replaced. That was, uh, I call him Father Ralph. You call him Ralph Winterow. Oh, yeah, right. He was the Alaska Minute Mine, and another man that I think of immediately of you is where you're at now, RBN, which is... East passed along John Statmiller. Right. So it's kind of well, emotional for me. But I, I, I like to say this is the house that John built, and we're in the room that Ralph built. But either way, for everything that that man gave up, I respect John Statmiller. Ralph, I love Father Ralph. But with what I want to share with you, because I didn't have the energy to control to call you a year ago. When I talked to Ralph last, I'll make this short. He was up in Alaska, 40 below zero, and the only thing that John and Ralph cared about was their cat. <clears throat> and when John was in Washington, D.C., indirectly, uh, well, you understand something, uh, 
Roger. I move utility trucks. I've been driving big rigs since the year 2000, but I move utility trucks. So in South Dakota, I'll take a utility truck to Florida, California, get get me. John Statmiller called me because there was something up with the credit card. Anyways, we said at the same time, Roger, I'm going to Washington, D.C. Right. So I ended up in Seattle, get back to South Dakota, and I take a utility truck. So on January 6th, I was outside New York City delivering a brand-new utility truck for Con Ed. But what I want to state is this. John Statmiller couldn't call nobody. His phone got zapped. And what I did is I contacted RBN. I talked to Julie or I talked to Mike, but I actually want you, all three of you to hear this. I sent RBN, meaning John, gas money because someone was taking care of his cat. And that I, I left out of the audience. When... Uh, when I last talked to Ralph, as he was up there, he had a, I sent, how do I say this to you, uh, Roger? You've been through the IRS. Uh, it's a frightening subject, but let's say I owe more than 10000 Maybe I owe 20000 But it's a law firm, and I, I don't have the energy or the time to talk about what I did is donate to Ralph for his pickup truck, for his oil heater, whatever he could do, stay warm. Well, he died the following week, and then uh, Steve Elkins announced on Monday that Ralph passed away, and I'm thinking, well, he's 80 years old, he's going to go. So I called that, well, I texted that number, because I had two numbers, Roger. I only had John, and I had Ralph. But when the woman answered the phone, well, first she texted me, says, who is this? Anyway, her name was Mia. She was at the post office. She had control of the phone. She, lo- she would always meet Ralph and discuss things. Anyways, she had control of the phone. No family matter, no, no contact, anyway. This is what broke my heart. He told me the phone would ring, whatever, amount of time. So make it simple there, Roger. You can relate. Ten times, nine of those people were complaining. They wanted their money back, something this and this. Well, Mia explained to me that she took that cat, that cat that ever belonged to Ralph. And when you listen to Joyce, she wasn't just sick. The cancer dissolved her neck bone. I listened to her, and I, I remember you. I remember Ralph. And I remember that woman who had a brother. Maybe you could t- clarify for me, Roger, and I'll say goodnight. Wasn't her brother an Air Force officer? Wait, uh, who's I'm, I'm, Which female Joyce are you talking Riley. about? Joyce Riley. I'm not sure, brother. honestly. You know, Joyce, the reason what? that Joyce had me on was because her and I had a personal relationship. We knew each other from her Gulf War Vets tours through yeah. Atlanta. She'd been through Atlanta a couple oh. of times, and I had met her there. And so when the book came along, we already had a relationship that we knew each other, and I called her, and she put me on the air, you know. Now, the unfortunate thing about that is I was on there twice with Joyce, and I could tell at the end of the show she didn't get it. Now, I, I can't blame that on her because I couldn't explain it very well back then. I knew what, was, what it was. I just couldn't explain it. I didn't have it simplified like we do now. But uh, those were uh, – well, I, I considered uh, the, a real honor that I was able to be on there three I wept, times. I wept for her. Yes. So for she went through that excruciating, horrible pain. But anyway, she had a brother. He lived whatever in a nearby state. But when I was in the military, Roger, she was my arch enemy. Why? She would put things in my body that right, you know, right. I'm in the military. <laughs> my mother was a chief operating nurse. I never understood regarding, say, uh, Kathy. If Kathy was a registered nurse or whatever. But I learned from a man who taught me pharmaceutical. He taught me Jewish law in simple category on a napkin when I was in San Francisco. I want to share something real fast. 
he hung up on the president in 1973 or 1975. When he went to Berkeley, he took a course in psychology, and at the end of it, he had to pass the Air Force officer exam. When he was in Hawaii, excuse me, Japan in 1960, anyway, this man that hung up on Richard Nixon taught me business law. He was a complete, huh. total gentleman. And when I listen to you, Roger, I want to let you know you remind me a lot of him. Oh, and good. When Thank you, you. Converse with us stories. And then, yes, most men will talk about their mother, this and that, but I want to let you know I am a musical person. And I okay. want to let you know you emit something deep within my mind, my heart, where I pause and I weep with you. Not all the time. I wept over Joyce and I wept over Ralph. And I just want to let you know when I watched that mother get arrested, the way they oh. organized it, it and I'm going to state this to you so the public gets it. You never go near there. It isn't the place to grieve. No, it's not. Um, no. When I delivered windows right there in front of uh, Georgetown University, I had an escort. Next thing I know, I was with the Mexican Soccer League, ripped off the trailer door because I, instead of facing east, I had to face north. I had between 30, Secret Service. I don't want to try to describe to any of your audience what you're messing with. But for... What I'm stating for what you have achieved, when I had a red passport, can I ask you, Roger, have you ever seen one? A red I have passport? not. I've, ne I've never even have heard you? of one, not much less seen Fair one. Fair enough. I, I asked John and I asked Kathy to email you something. Why did I ask this? Well, they're busy. They're taking orders. I, I know that this ICARA works because the Navy never taught me one word. You ready? T-E-S-L-A. I was in weapons. I was oh, with okay. every frequency you can imagine. Anyway, when I did the super heptadyne examination on what you call the Marconi, that's Ashley Tesla. If I heard of this man, blah, 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 I would have changed my life. But what I'm stating is this. If John and Kathy are overwhelmed by phone calls, I get it. Well, this gal, Patty, if she's not listening tonight, oh, well. I listen to your radio ranch more than I listen to RBN. I have nothing against Tom D. I have nothing against the RBN. But I get real tired when I hear, I don't know, let's put it this way. Uh, Roger has a radio show Monday through Friday. And I hear the same callers, 10, 20, 30. I, I'm done. I was horribly, horribly, horribly treated in 1994. My mother died exactly to the day because she had on that exact day that she passed away as a chief operating nurse, my blood result. So what I put together is a short video, Roger. I didn't make the video. But it shows you where I was taken down for vandalism, destruction of government property, operating without a license. But this man that took the video can't explain to you anything of the history. But it's on Land's End. It's in San Francisco. I despise that city. I will never set foot in it. I don't care what right. kind of money you have. Well, I'll never set foot. But real fast, the man that took me down, Roger, the following year took down a six-foot-and-four man, he would burn the U.N. flags. He would travel around and burn the U.N. flag. His name was Chuck Spangola. Anyways, he's a man's man. He had a big T-shirt with the cross of Jesus. And his first impression of me is he called me a homosexual, a fag, or whatever. And I had pictures of him. I would meet him after they arrested him. But the man that took me down on Land's End was that following year, in 1995, on the front page of the San Francisco Chronicle, in black, you call Homeland Security. He arrested this big, giant guy. And no, no, no harm happened to him. But I told this man, says, how, how do you take down the world's greatest military? Because 
burning a flag. My father was up against Toyota, Mitsubishi, Kawasaki, Yamamoto. You, hello? So what it, what it is, Roger, if I had to email it myself, it basically will lose its importance, but if I have to, I will. And what it allows you to, to see that I've listened to you, I would say, Roger, that because of I'm over the road and I traveled 2.5 million miles in whatever, 22 years, in these last six years, I've seen every part of it. I don't know if John and Kathy saw it, but I have in the last two years, I cover everything. They have a little dot with Google Maps. I don't want to see no more. I don't want to fight. But what I do want to organize, and I can't stress enough, when you had that wonderful woman from California, she was running up against that evil person in Maryland. You had her on. She was on Friday. She's about my age. I'm 59. Oh, Caroline? If she's listening, I want to share with you, Daryl, your Igor guy in, in, like, the movie Frankenstein. You know, you have all that Tesla equipment. I don't know if you knew that. In the actual movie set with Boris Karloff, that's actually Tesla's equipment. Is that that. right? No, I didn't know that. I'm not making this up. I read so much. But what I want to let you know, and God bless you, Paul, if you hear me, whether you're from New York, Pennsylvania, God bless that man. I don't know how you found him. God bless him. You are up against Unit 8200. You also might be up against the other shoemaker from Philadelphia. He's the premier of Israel. I don't know if you knew that. Netanyahu's actually raised in Philadelphia, Roger. I did know that. He went to Harvard, too. I don't care where they go. When you read my email and you find out when I shoved this man out of the way, he was 6'4", very imposing, but he was OSS. I'm sorry to say this, but he was Jewish. He scares people. I'm not frightened of anybody. I want to let you know I put my whole heart into this. I I even asked Patty, will you please send it to Roger? Because, unfortunately, I don't like emailing. But what happens is if I email 10 people, all of a sudden that email gets huge. And and I don't want to email you, but I have to. So if I got to email you tonight, I'll listen to your radio program. I will email you tonight. I put the same choir. It's, It's the conductor. You'll never find him. It was an RCA. It is so beautiful. It's everything that I can ever tell you, the most beautiful city in the world. And I want to let you know that when I was with a World War II man, he went to his first divorce. Why? Because the five-sided evil place, it's the most evil place on earth. Oh, the pentagram? It was dug 9-11-1941. Two days after Pearl Harbor, my father was top secret. He was a graduate of Cleveland College. He was age 24. should have been a chief warrant officer. But where did he go? He went to the War Department. Where was he at? Bupers. And he always gave me a penny. He would never let me have a gun. Blah, 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 blah. Well, what I want to boil it down, not only did I lose my mother, and it happens, you're going to lose your mother, and I don't wish it on you, but my father came out three and a, he came out three and a half years later. And when you watch Private Ryan, and I'm, I'm no fan of Spielberg, but when you see the man sees that cross and falls down, well, guess what? At Land's End, my father went face on his, he went flop, and he's, murdered he screamed this is holy ground i said dad get up because you are a trans america corporation you're with walt disney world you're with lucasfilm you're with you're with everything you can't imagine that people in san francisco don't understand and i'll quiz you on one thing roger did you know that when that gold is struck at the san francisco mint it goes to asia it goes to europe it goes it never ever stays in america it's a evil city Yep. I went to two places with the man, and he took me into what FEMA Region 9. It's guys like a YMCA. Well, it ain't a pool. It's not a gym. 
It's the nerve center when the lights go off called martial law. I went with that man. I also follow him up in the federal building where a big six foot five Sioux Indian came out FBI because the colonel <laughs> wouldn't find anyone willing to go meet the FBI. I wasn't allowed in there, Roger. But I love you. Aloha. I will listen to you tonight and I will email you, sir, so you can hear that music. You can watch okay, that great, short video. Ray. And I love that. You have no idea that I got three people. Daryl, your man that keeps your equipment going. And I want to share one last thing. I don't know names, Roger. I was yeah. in the Navy. I was told to go hold your breath and go underwater. <laughs> Real fast. The fellow, the fellow there in Carson City or Reno, what is his name? Dan? In, in, no, uh, no, Roger. He's a very sharp guy. Dan, is it Dan? Well, I'm not sure. Reno or Carson City. I can't place one. Yeah, I don't care, God. I want to let you know. God bless him. <laughs> I just you have no idea how much I love your show. Well, he thank was the you, one man. so excited. He he was the one when he got that document, whatever you want to call it, the card. The, he said, "Hey, I'm ready to fight." We're asking your last week. Now you got him. Make it easy. Give me somewhere I can get more. Hey, Roger, go and get yeah. a free pass. Love no. you. Aloha. Thank you, Ray. Hey, yeah, hey Kathy. Hey, John. Go sell some wines. God bless all of you. See you, Ray. Keep it between the ditches right. and the snowbanks, okay? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I can't blow the air horn. <laughs> Bye, Roger. I'll Bye. see you, Ray. Thanks for calling in. Well, I bet Ray feels better. Um, <laughs> a lot, a lot to chew on there. <laughs> uh, our message is so unique and it's so empowering, you know. And as I tell people, this isn't about me. I'm just a messenger, you know. For whatever reason, I've been tapped to be a messenger. I've been obsessed with this for many years until I figured it out. The Patriots Rubik's Cube, if you will. And so we got all the colors on one side, whatever freedom color is there is all on one side. And, and our information in this program isn't about me. It's not about John and Kathy. It's about you and your freedom. Okay. Whoever you are, wherever you're listening, uh, this is about you. All right. And what we've got is a message of personal empowerment person, just briefly, but as simple as I can put it, you, you, you relieve yourself from the federal system. At the same time, simultaneously, if you will, you expose them and you expose layers and layers and layers and layers of fraud. All, the, all three of those things happen simultaneously simply by filing a simple sheet of paper with the right guy. It's amazing, honestly. But when you realize how rem simple the remedy is, it gives you further understanding on why they've gone to the lengths they have to hide this. Because, see, they know this remedy is available, and they know how easy it is, okay? And they recognize it for many years now. It's not, we're not some shot in the dark. I've been helping people do this for over 12 years, thereabouts, and never had one, com one call from anybody that's ever gone through this and filed this paperwork that had any backlashes in their lives that they connected with that and called me and say, what do I do? I've never had one of those calls, okay? So, John and Kathy, you guys got to go, don't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. Yeah. All right. Do you have well, any I more that was a, that was, I don't think so. I think I thought it was a question. Ray wanted to get on his soapbox, and that's fine. Yeah. And I appreciate well, the accolades has. and the feedback. 
Go ahead. You know, you and uh, John and I donated uh, one to RBN uh, so that they could get the money up to come in and do the one. And, right. Um, well, see, we'd, we'd love for RBN to benefit off this. You know, I mean, yes, the first few yes. weeks we were on, RBN wasn't signed up, but they're signed up now. I'm not sure exactly where in the process they are of making that available into the public and the general listening audience. But I'd prefer if you are wanting to buy one of these, you buy it from RBN, really. Let's help keep this okay. this platform on the air, you know. Okay. What he, was, uh, what he did was he took two of the listeners randomly and um, had us send them one, too. He purchased one for them, two ladies in the audience. So he's got a big old heart. Good. That was nice. He didn't even really know these ladies, but uh, yep. he wanted to buy them a one. Yeah. So well, listen, we just, want, we, you know, we just want the best for everybody, really. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Raj, at this point, uh, uh, you know, Herzog has kind of put the stops on all this stuff because he's just messed it up so bad. Uh, I don't it's just, I just assume just continue doing what we're doing. We'll try to pull it out if we can get him out of it. But uh, if we can't, it's not going to happen for RBN. Okay, well, we'll see. Take it a day at a time. Give us a call. Yeah, yeah. And uh, give us a call and we'll. Uh, Direct to where you need to go. All right. What you need to, well, to get. Yeah, you bet. Okay. Well, John, so, I know you've got a, a meeting week. to go to, so unless you got anything else to add, I'll cut you all loose here. Okay. All right. All right. Take care. Okay. Have a all beautiful right. uh, week, and uh, we'll see you, see you around. See you tomorrow. Yeah, well, well, we'll see you tomorrow. I think you're going to be in the first hour tomorrow, so we don't right. mess up any conversation. Okay. So we'll see you tomorrow bright and early. Bright and early California time. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, you guys. All right. Take care. All right. Ciao, ciao. I see Sam skipped us over the uh, 20 after break there, so I guess we'll just continue. Um, If anybody's got anything you want to ask politically on my stuff, uh, please feel free to call in. I'll be happy to give that number again. That's 512-248. 8252 if you got questions or comments and otherwise we'll just trudge on um i wanted i thought that tonight i might get into the monetary system uh if we don't get any callers coming in here i'll do that but i don't want to get off into it and then get interrupted so uh, if if you do have a question or a comment you want to call in uh please feel free to um i played here back before christmas probably one of the better testimonials that we've ever had in all the years I've been doing this, you know. Uh, we had a guy come on our show here, I don't know, a few years back. And go, what, where's your testimonials? Where are your victory letters? I, I'd never been asked that question before, you know. It's like, where are the people at the network meeting waving their checks around, you know? Uh, and so I thought about it, and... Uh, contemplating on that question of his and uh, I said well you know we don't have any victory letters to my knowledge one or two comments on people like a guy calling into the show and going Roger's approach has saved me a hundred and I think he said a hundred and twenty thousand in income tax in the last couple of years uh we have those kind of comments but generally because we've caught them at their little scam and their scheme here and 
people just do what you want them to do. It's it, it doesn't get confrontational, to my knowledge. At least that's not reported back to me. Of course, I don't know everybody's experiences, but uh, but boy, we had one a couple of weeks ago. I I had Sam play it, um, and and uh, probably should have had him dial it up in case you missed it the first time around. Is it's a it's a pretty darn impressive testimonial from this listener, female listener of ours. We got a lot of type A lionesses these days. You know, I was thinking that uh, back when I got into this and we'd have our weekly meeting there in Atlanta, and sometimes there'd be 100-plus people there. Once after the Murrah building bombing, I think we had 250-plus that night, plus every TV and radio station in town. But uh, back then, you could go to those meetings, and a few guys would bring their wives, and occasionally there was a single female there, not very often. And man, these days, our show is just loaded with these aggressive, I call them type A lionesses. And uh, we've had a couple of real, real humdingers here lately. Uh, Ray was referring to one of them, a new gal that's been around a couple of weeks from Pennsylvania, Buck County, I think, where she's from, and her name's Caroline. And boy, this gal ran for ran for House of Representatives there in the last election, and she must have been real, real good because she even had Mark Elias on her. Uh, so when they bring the big heavy artillery out after you, you're doing something right. Anyway, Caroline's found us and getting educated up and getting her arms around the information. It doesn't happen immediately because it's not simple. You know, I mean, if you really, really base it down, it's simple. You can simplify it. But how they've done it and getting that straight in your mind is, well, it takes a little work. You know, it takes a little study, takes a little thinking, takes a little undoing of the knots and all that. Gradually, you keep that up on a regular basis. And gradually, you start getting at the start of your re-empowerment process because that's really what happens here. And the the reason I know it happens is because it happened to me. It happened to me years ago. But I didn't have a radio show back then and didn't have a bunch of students because nobody wanted to listen. They all wanted to tell me how crazy I was, how how nice my tinfoil hat was. And now that we got a radio program and students have been around for a few years and had a chance to get their arms around the information and studied up. Some of them could just continue to study real hard because you get hooked on this information. If you're the right person, it just flat hooks you, okay? And, and, and as I say, when I crossed the paths with this information 30 years ago, it's like, it's like the good Lord put a ring in my nose and attached a big old rope to it and said, come here, boy, you're following me from here on out, and that's what I've been doing ever since. And uh, it's this re-empowerment process that's so powerful because you're getting, instead of being a, a serf, a voluntary serf, because you agreed to it. Every time they ever ask you, you agreed to it, okay? And uh, so now you're out from under that burden. That burden's been removed. And uh, you, you, you get the information down a little bit. And I think what's happening, it seems to me, what's happening is you're now over here under God and God's laws the way that you were meant to be before it was stolen from you by Esau Edom. And now you're getting re-empowered with what you were supposed to have from birth but got cheated out of. Now that process starts, and the way I could identify it was, first of all, I saw it in me. 
You know, I felt it when I was living in Argentina as I, as I got more and more and more understanding of this and could see the power of it. But then when I got my own radio program and started seeing it in my students, then I could really identify it in me. And that's been a really big uh, revelation to me uh, is that aspect of this. We don't talk about it too much is really important. Okay, because uh, we need to have that re-empowerment and get away all of this psychological conditioning, Pavlovian conditioning, that these guys are so high and mighty and powerful. They're not. They got a lot of money and influence, sure, because they've stolen it through their little different mechanisms. But we've got the power, and that is what scares. That probably about the only thing in the world that scares the pee waddling out of these people is us. And us having the power, they know it. They know what they've done here. They know how they've tricked us and stolen it back from us. And you've given them the consent because you agreed with it every time they ever ask you, are you a citizen of the United States or you're a resident? I guarantee you, everybody, unless you're just a, a foreigner or something, you've always answered those questions, yes. And then you sign something. And that didn't put you into the condition. They put you into the condition after the bankruptcy in 33 but now they're asking you, do you agree with it? And unbeknownst to you, out of functional illiteracy, I was the same way. I'm not pointing a finger at you. Out of functional illiteracy and treachery, we all answered those two questions, yes, and signed something. So we said, yes, we agree with your fraud. First, are you a citizen of the United States? Yep. Yeah, we agree with the fraud you put us in there after the bankruptcy. And then the second one, are you a resident? What basically you're doing is giving them your consent. And now they've got what they can't beg, borrow, or steal. The requirement out of the Declaration of Independence, the consent of the governed. Take it away. It's your choice. It's your decision what you are. It's your decision what set of laws you want to live under. Take it away. You just got to know exactly how to take it away is the big deal here. So that's uh, kind of the crux of what we do. So I don't know, Sam, you going to pop a spot break in on us or, or what? So I, I'll, I'll be happy to keep talking unless you want to uh, fulfill your requirements over there and get a paycheck or something. You don't want a paycheck, do you, Sam? All right, there's one. We'll be back in a minute. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. In times like these, you can't depend on the government to keep you warm and fed. But you can depend on the Vermont Bun Baker to do just that. With a Vermont Bun Baker, you'll never be in a situation where you can't cook, bake, fry, boil water, or heat your home, all at the same time. One of the most revolutionary cook stoves, wood stoves ever, the Vermont Bun Baker is available with or without soapstone veneer, a natural stone that retains heat and radiates it back into the room once the fire is out. 
a beautiful addition to your home. The Vermont Bun Baker has an efficiency rating well above 75% and qualifies for the wood stove tax credit. For more information, watch the Vermont Bun Baker on YouTube and live stream or visit us at www.vermontwoodstove.com. You can also reach us by calling 1-866-SOAPSTONE. Don't ever be hungry or cold because the power's gone out. With a Vermont Bun Baker, all you have to worry about is what's for dinner. Is your buns. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back, uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee... You have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Sam, let's see if we can get that potted down. I guess nobody's going to call in. Nobody wants to have social intercourse with me. <laughs> I'm so hurt. Um, all right. Well, if nobody wants to have any questions or comments, I guess that's all right. It'll give me a little time here because we've got a long segment. Probably can't get through all of this in one long segment, but maybe. Um, and I wonder how many of you really understand the workings of the monetary system. Um, my guess is probably very few, okay? And uh, it's no coincidence that Henry Ford, back when he was still alive, made the comment. He said, if the Americans knew how the monetary system worked, there'd be a revolution in the morning. And that that may be true. I don't know if there's anything to make these people stand up. Uh, at least we give them a way they can, without confrontation, remove themselves from the system. But the days of people getting together and going to Washington to demonstrate are probably long behind us, like almost two years to the day. Who wants to go up there now? You heard Ray talking about that. Who the heck wants to go up to that cesspool? So um, 
some of the things I'm going to tell you, I found out from some really interesting sources a year, a few years ago. And the others that most people don't know is the whole root of the financial system is this little trick that they pulled on us by asking you those two questions. Okay. And, and by putting you in fraudulently into the system after the bankruptcy, that's one of the layers of fraud. Lord, there's so many, you can't count them all really. But that was probably the, the one that deals most directly with where we are. And then by asking you those twest questions and getting your agreement to it and solidifying their little scam, what they've done is they've put you into a condition of, in the feudal system of voluntary servitude. Okay? And because that gives them the power of a property right in you. You know, property is one of those words that's got these double meanings again, okay? It's two levels. There's a technical level and there's a colloquial level. And so if I was to tell Sam, Sam, that card you just paid off outside there, uh, that's your property, right? And Sam would go, yeah. And we'd all understand that. That's the colloquial meaning. But when you get into the technical meaning of property, that's not correct at all. Sam's car is a thing. And Sam's property is the ownership right in and to the thing. So it's a minor shift, but it's incredibly important. Okay, so colloquially, things are not property. Property is a right in and to the thing. Okay, so it's those little things like that that you got to understand and their importance and their implications. And in this system, from birth, birthright citizenship under the 14th Amendment, they put us in that condition in a as a surety fraudulently for a fraudulent bankruptcy caused by a fraudulent Federal Reserve. Set up by a fraudulent civil war that was started to get the 13th and 14th Amendments in the Constitution. And there's probably a couple other layers of fraud in there too, but that's just the most obvious ones. And that's why they recognize this is because it's based on fraud. See, even they can't overcome God's laws as much as they hate God. And as much as they want to hurt him by everything they're doing here to his creation, they can't hurt him. They can't kill him. All they can do is hurt him. Okay? And so a lot of these things that are happening around our world are a direct result of that. By the way, before I launch off on this any further, and I'll get back to it in a second, when I see things that really, really move me, I want to tell you about it. Okay? And if you have not seen the latest SGT report by Sean at SGT Reports, I'm assuming everybody's come across Sean at some point. He's very prolific, has a very large platform, big audience. He released an interview yesterday with a girl named Lori Logan. I don't know how many of you know who she is. Okay. I didn't until recently. I heard her name for the first time relatively recently, and I didn't connect all to her past work. But Sean at SGT did a, he, he's a two-part. The second part's not out yet. But the first part was released yesterday. I would encourage everybody that hears these words to go to BitChute or Rumble or wherever you've got an SGT report channel and go listen to this hour lady hour interview by this exemplary exemplary type a lioness cuz man she's been there okay and she's straightforward she's 
just unbelievably impressive. Her, her looks, the way he holds, she holds herself, the way what she says, her experiences that she brings to the table, her viewpoints, the way she's minced and diced all these things after a lifetime and being able to come to the understanding on God and Satan and how these things happen. And she goes into a lot of that on that interview. And I really, really encourage you, go spend an hour of that interview and i i just about guarantee you you'll be as blown away as i was okay i've seen it twice i saw it last night and then we played it on the show i was on earlier in its entirety today and i can't wait for the second edition to, for, to get out whether he's released it today probably wait till tomorrow but man she is a sharp cookie and she's exemplary of the kind of people that are stepping away that had been in the system, had been in the establishment, did their bidding, or knowingly or unknowingly, and have come to the realization and stepped out of it and I turned on them. And boy, I'll tell you what, one little gal, and they're scared to death of her, and you watch that interview and you'll know why. Sam, was that a call that came in? Murr? We'll bring a little sweet Murr on here. Let's talk with her. <laughs> hey, Roger. Hey, Murr. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking, uh, you know, we were, some of us in the uh, Jitsi uh, forum, you were saying about wanting a call, and I was thinking, this is kind of interesting, cause you're talking about the state, and someone has a Monday date um, about a traffic uh, thing, and it's a... Uh, them versus the state, that they've hurt the state. And everybody kept mulling that over, you know, what's this mean, right? And then I remembered uh, Joyce Rosenwald, I think her name yeah. is, is or was, yeah, here at RBN before my time, but a uh, right. Jewish lady that uh, a deer hit her on, car. She was on with Stat Miller every Tuesday with a guy named Peter Neese. And yeah. I don't know where he's gone. I hadn't seen him pop up in years. But Peter Neese, for one thing I heard him say one day on a show, he had this, but he didn't have it completely. See, he, ca- he said we're territorial citizens. And he's right, but he didn't have it quite right because that phrase outlying territories is where in title eight they've hidden the states behind it they say a national is someone born notice they didn't say non-citizen national a national is someone born in american samoa swains island or the outlying territories and because they didn't put non-citizen in front of national in the setup it's got to be the states And I know where it came from. It came from the Nationality (laughs) Act of 1940, and they carried it over there and hid the state. So Peter was right there, and I wish he'd pop back up. He was a good legal researcher, and Joyce Rosenwald was too. Let me tell you something that happened on there one day, Murr. Joyce, you want to hear a good piece of legislation? She was from California, right? You want to hear a good piece of legislation? And she read this proposed legislation from the California Assembly, and I'm tr- the name escapes me. It'll come to me, I'm sure, after I get finished looking for it, and I can't get it. There was a senator, Don Brown, Don Rogers, excuse me, Don Rogers. He was a California state senator, and he was the one that wrote that. And she gave him credit for it. But what she didn't know that I knew Senator Don Rogers was one of John and Glenn's students. It's the reason that thing was written like that. <laughs> True yeah. story. True story. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, this, uh, you know, one that's going to court, um, kept trying to ponder this, right? So, uh, and I told him about that, and she won in court by saying 
your deer, you know, the state, the state's deer hit the state's car. You know, they own the cars. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? I, that's one of the that's best fun. stories I ever heard. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Your deer hurt your car, so you're responsible. I'm not. Is that kind of, is that kind of like my karma ran over my dogma? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When somebody had sent me some Erica John Phelps stuff to listen to, it was interesting, except he's all about the admiralty law. And well, I keep just... thinking, oh, man, if these people could just, you know, I mean, I listened to you for a long time and different people naysaying and all this, but I knew this was the only way. I was just holding off because of the family entanglements, and I still have only used it for what I needed it for, which is what you can do. Right. You know? Well. I hope none of our listeners that listen to me regularly are still in this admiralty law rut, because that's just a rut. You know what a rut is, don't you, Mark? Yeah. yeah. What, tell you, me. Do you? It's, a, it's, a, it's a grave with the, with the ends knocked out. <laughs> it's a fluid grave, huh? <laughs> that's right. Uh, it can't be admiralty law, and I'll explain it to you. You can go search it out yourself. It's right there. Law contains rights and duties and remedies. That's law. In fact, the formula that overrides and rules the whole world, very simple formula, we've talked about it on here before, R plus D equals R. That stands for rights plus duties on the left side of the equation equal remedies on the right side of the equation. So remedies are equal to both rights and duties. Now, isn't that interesting? Okay, powerful remedies. You hear a lot of people in our movement talk about rights. Most of them misidentify them as constitutional rights. Only rights that document gives your civil rights in the 14th Amendment. Otherwise, the whole document is protect God-given rights. Supposedly. Okay. So, uh, so remedies are super important, and there's only one remedy. Admiralty law is nothing but martial law on the sea. Same thing. Okay? Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's I kick your butt, and I take your stuff. The only yeah. process is I'm going to maneuver my army or my boat to overtake yours. That's the process. Okay? Well, that's what Phelps that's was it. saying. The you know on the sea, uh, it's prize what they take, like you say. That's exactly you know, right. Well, that and, that's and on the, the land, all, it's on the land, it's booty. Right, same thing. But their only remedy is prize and admiralty. P r i z e. You can go mm-hmm. look it up yourself. I encourage mm-hmm. you to do it. That's the right. only remedy in admiralty law. And there's no process except for how you're maneuvering your boat. Okay. So we're well, under merchant law, right? We're not using prize, folks. I know if the IRS comes and grabs your stuff, that's what you think it is. But there's a process they go through to get to that point where they can do that. Okay? And the processes the IRS and the government uses are called self-help remedies. Lean, levy, garnishment, and seizure. All of y'all know what those are. Yeah. Those are the remedies of merchant law, and that's the only remedy of the in, and that's the only body of law where those remedies are available. And there's only two places, Murr, and audience in the history of our planet that that law has been used, and that one of them is the law of merchant. Now that's originally called the Babylonian Merchant Code for thousands of years, referred to as the law of merchant still in some places, and now we call it the UCC. In fact, you can go into the Uniform Commercial Code, and there's a clause in there. It says anything not covered by this title reverts to the law of merchant. It's right there. Okay, so. That's your body of law that's being used, and I just wish, that's one of my pet peeves is this admiralty law thing, the whole mm-hmm. time I've been this 30 years, because if you think that's what's happening, you're just dead wrong. 
Sorry. Well, see, Phelps, Phelps kept pointing out about the bankruptcy. He did know about that, but apparently not how it affects everything, you know? Well, the way you look at that is by taking this word we went over earlier in the hour is property, okay? Mm-hmm. Property is a right in and to a thing, okay? Now, before March the 9th of 1933, we were free people. We still were under the Constitution, except, you know, uh, other than the 14th Amendment. Some were at that point, but most weren't. And we used gold and silver because no one had a property right in us. We could go find some. You want to go get that new car, Murr? You'd go get that new car. You could pay for it with gold or gold equivalent. And you pay the bill. And then you own the car because nobody had a property right in you. After the bankruptcy, you can go check this out yourself. I encourage people to go look at this stuff, okay? Then it's your information. It's not just Roger on the radio, okay? Mm -hmm. Go to Black's Law Dictionary and go to Bank Holiday of 1933. There's an entry in Black's Law Dictionary, Bank Holiday of 1933, and read what it says. It says the banks closed for five days, and they reopened under the Secretary of the Treasury regulations issued by the Secretary of the Treasury. Well, first of all, there wasn't a Secretary of the Treasury before March the 9th, 1933. There was a Treasurer of the United mm-hmm. States, but there wasn't yep. a Secretary of the Treasury, and we didn't have any. We had free people up to there. There were no regulations. Regulations are for the serfs. Those are man-made, unelected men making man-made laws for the serf class that came into effect in 1933. The Black's entry tells you, if you know what you're looking for, it's right there in front of you. Okay, So after that, as the Black's Law Dictionary entry says, the banks reopened, and now we got this fiat currency, this funny money with the pyramid and the eye on the back. Okay, mm-hmm. And that's because they switched the system. They put us all into the Jim Crow category. That meant the feudal system underneath, they had a property right in us. And now when you go to buy things, someone's got a property right in you. So you can't go buy things and pay for them with gold. That's why they took all the gold. Mm-hmm. You can only discharge the debt with other debt paper that, unbeknownst to you, your future papers, the collateral. Yeah. Okay? And you can't own it. You can only control it. That's why you have a certificate of title for your car. And that's why Sam plays commercials so you can take that <laughs> note. And we're going to be right back after this one. Tune in Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 Central, to the Alternative Media with your host, Farron. If you've not been listening, this is some of what you've been missing. 2,000 mules, like you like you like to say occasionally, Farron, in your face. They, they, they might have a, a set of lactating mammaries available that could provide milk for their adopted children. Listen, news media, all pulling off this gigantic fraud. Rhino neocon cups. There's this wonderful thing called Vote With Your Feet. Move to California. I am a conspiracy factualist, and everyone else is a reality theorist. Hundreds, if not thousands, of ships came out of nowhere. Give me liberty or let's give you death. Any excuse 
to go and, and kill yourself for this, this, this fraud of a government. This goes back a hundred years. When they come for your gold, give them a lead. And when they come for your guns, give them the bullets first. And God help us all. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. Well, we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. Okay, Sam's going to pot that down early, a little short bit before we finish for the evening here on our first show of the new year in 2023. Got Murr still with us. Murr, the ease-off commercial there reminded me that I wanted to say the guy I've got a man crush on, Robert Barnes, formidable attorney, took on the Amos Miller case, and if you haven't heard this yet, went up there last week, last year, and won that case for Amos Miller, who's great. the Amish farmer. that did. Yeah, yeah, he did. He, he, you know, they were threatening with $300,000 fine, putting him and his wife in jail over Christmas, an Amish farmer, for God's mm-hmm. sakes. And they arrested all of his produce, literally arrested it. That's what mm-hmm. Barnes said when I heard him talk about it. And he got the $300,000 out of the way. He kept him out of jail, and he got his food stocks unarrested. So God bless you, Robert Barnes. Yeah. There's been a couple other Amish farmers around here that have had some run-ins with this kind of thing. But the Secretary of the Treasury, um, you know, works for the International Monetary Fund. Yeah, in fact, it says in Title 28, which is Treasury of the United States Code, there's a sentence in there, sets off by itself, and it says the Secretary of the Treasury is the governor of the fund. Fund. The Tre- International oh. Monetary Fund. And what you guys probably don't know, but you probably deduced, is that the Department of Justice is also under the International Monetary Fund. They didn't do that, and you can't find that outright. It's buried in a treaty, and I don't know which one, but the guy that came from is 
extremely reputable. And you can mm-hmm. tell by their actions that they're not controlled by somebody up there that's the attorney general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Treaty law over takes everything else. Oh, and then there was the Calvi guy, right, that was hanged under the Blackfriars Bridge. Oh, yeah, bridge. right. Yeah, and he that's was something the, else Phelps was saying indicates admiralty law because it was the first bridge out to the sea. You know, this is just one of the things they hang their hat on, you know, kind of thing. Well, could be, could be. I don't know. But I want to give well, a pr- shameless know, promotion, if I may. <laughs> yeah, well, go ahead. Hey, Murray, yeah. you still got a show on, don't you? Yeah, it got a few more weeks. And uh, next week, the 15th, Harry Cooper has agreed to be on from Shark Hunters. And on the 22nd, oh. Lorraine Day. And I just got confirmation from both of them. And we're checking what number to bring in on and everything like that. So Great. Right. And he's, well, he, wants, he wanted to tell, you know, all his, because all his shark hunter people, there's there's a whole bunch of them, you know, he wants to tell them where to listen in. So I get a lot of listeners uh, next okay. week on RBN. And and you're on Saturdays, what time? And it's on Sunday, a um, couple hours before you, I'm at 2 p.m. today. Oh, okay. On Sundays before us, okay. Mm-hmm. Just when I'm getting off the other show, you're going on over here, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Great, Myrna. Well, congratulations. Maybe you're launching a burgeoning new uh, radio career. Oh, I, I don't know. I think it's, uh, you know, the 29th is supposed to be the last one scheduled, so that may be it. We'll no, see. no, no. You'll get an encore. The listeners are going to call, get Myrna back. Myrna, 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 Myrna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure enough to, uh, stuff to talk about, that's for certain. Well, there's no lack of things to talk about these days. It's a mm-hmm. uh, target-rich environment. Yep. And for boycotting. <laughs> yeah, I get all those things. Yeah. All those things. So you got anything to add here before we close out? Because oh, we're pretty it. close. So Sam's going to pull the trigger on us here. Yeah. Thank you, Roger. Okay, Mer. Well, thank you, sweetie. Um, I didn't get the time to get into this monetary thing. It's worth, uh, it's worth concentrating on and understanding how this system works. And you'll agree with Henry Ford. <laughs> you, you may be in a revolutionary mood before morning. Uh, I would encourage everybody, again, just because it's so impressive, it's so important, this Laura Logan interview. I meant to ask Murr if she'd listened to that, come upon that yet. Uh, SGT reports the latest installment, Laura Logan, with an hour of blow you away. Blow you away. As she said, Barbie goes to war. Uh, if that was a call that came in, Sam, they're telling me we don't have time. Um Okay, well, somebody messaging me then. Anyway, there's our whistler. That means we're done for the the inaugural show of 2023. And we'll get more in the meat of this stuff, and hopefully more people pay attention. you got questions. We're here on Sunday nights, and we're over there on Eurofolk 11 to 1, six days a week. I'll see you next week. Ciao. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you.
This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.